Welcome back to the podcast, folks. Katie and I are really excited to talk about a mindset shift that we've had really within the last couple of days, and particularly today. This is something that's really fresh for us because, to tell you the truth, we've had a little bit of a painful weekend, and that was caused by some of our own negligence in our life. And so it's reminded us of just the reality of cause and effect, and we really do reap what we sow in so many practical ways. And so we're excited to share some of mindsets that we've learned around this and how we can hold ourselves accountable and sowing seeds that bring forth a harvest that we enjoy and that are good for our families and for our marriage and our and our uh, and just our overall physical well-being. So I hope you guys enjoy this podcast episode and that you have a takeaway that you can apply to your own life. But before we dive into this week's episode, I do want to say thank you to the reviews we've received recently. In fact, I'm going to read one that came in just this week, and this is from Kelsey. Kelsey says, thank you, Katie and Elisha, for providing such an honest perspective on parenting, marriage, and everyday life challenges. My husband and I have our own baby boy, Elijah, last year, and your content is always refreshing as we are walking through a similar season of life. Thank you for everything that you do. I look forward to listening every week. Wow. Kelsey, thank you for taking the time to to write that and to encourage Katie and I. Katie pointed that out to me before this before we started recording today. And she's like, Oh my word, this is so sweet. You need to read this. And I was like, You're right, that is so sweet and encouraging. So I wanted to share it with you folks and just say thank you to all of you that have taken the time to leave a rating or a review. Hey. I'm Elisha Votberg. And I'm his wife, Katie. Katie and I both grew up in families that were fun, impactful, and relationship-rich. Now that we're a family of our own with three young children under the age of three, we're eager to see what God can do through the family unit. We're so excited that you're joining us on this podcast as we dive into what the Bible says about marriage, children, parenting, money, sex, careers, roles, and so much more. Katie, are you ready? Let's go. This week, y'all, was a doozy. I feel like last time we talked to you, we had kind of a crazy week because I was in Kentucky. This week was kind of a crazy week because our kids got sick. Leon and Lucy. And if you follow me on Instagram, you know our kids haven't gotten sick before. Like when they're really, really little infant babies, they get like teething fevers every once in a while. But like this was full-blown awfulness. Yeah. It was kind of a first experience for us as parents. That's what it felt like anyways. It really was. It was so bad. And like Leon got a fever and then it only was like 12 hours. So I cannot imagine how bad it would be if this was like a really long thing, long time, but he got dehydrated because he like would not drink water. And then his toes started cramping so he like was up all night screaming because his legs are cramping and his toes are cramping and we were trying to get like electrolytes in him and Mm. and then lucy got the fever and she was up all night and i don't know elisha and i like each took a kid and slept in different rooms and are running on like zero sleep yeah it really made me realize how blessed Uh, we've been with good sleepers and also just healthy children because i think that you always hear those 
those stories of parenting where you're not sleeping at all and the kids were crying all night long and they're waking up with crazy fevers. And I never really experienced it until this this last week. Yeah, our kids sleep so good. I, I mean, this is like controversial stuff, but I sleep train our kids at like eight weeks. And so it's kind of just like right after the baby, we aren't getting sleep and we're planning on that. And then after that, our kids sleep. So this just threw us kind of for a loop. And then on top of that, you're back, Elisha. Oh, yeah. So Uh, you guys need to pray for Elisha's back. Yes. It might be broken. I'm not sure. But right in the middle of the kids sleeping, I was doing a workout and... um, yeah, anyways, I was deadlifting and I was not being thoughtful about my technique and my form and I really hurt my back. And this was 2 days ago and it's I'm like I'm like I feel like an invalid. I can't pick up the kids. I can't like sit down very well. I really can't do very many just normal life functions. Yeah, it's kind of brutal. So we're like hobbling through life over here right now, just like for this last week. And I mean, it sounds kind of crazy to be like, oh, I might have broke my back. But Elisha's brother did break his back doing the exact same thing like a year or two ago. Yeah. So it's kind of fresh on our mind. We're really hoping it's just a muscle thing and whole Elisha will be able to just you know stretch it out and get over it but i'm really hoping it's not like a fracture or anything he's he's clearly has movement in all of his limbs and everything yes it's just um, it might be like a slip it's probably like a fracture or something if it did break it's not like his bones sticking out or anything no there's no bone proceeding out of my skin (laughs) protruding protruding proceeding out of or proceeding there's no procession of bones coming out of my skin (laughs) (laughs) or protruding you're right but you know what's cool about I think Katie guy's mindset right now is that with the children getting sick and even with me injuring myself we both kind of knew something like this we had it coming because even though we we had we had known for a fact it was coming we would have changed our habits and we would have changed some of our life routines but we were being pretty negligent and kind of absent-minded and a lot of the ways we were living our life when it came to diet for our children or even sleep and travel and germs and just all the things that go into leading to sickness. You know, what What do they yeah. say? An, an illness or a virus needs a... Uh, a susceptible host. Yeah, it needs a susceptible host. That's what my mom host. always says. It needs a susceptible host. And we had given our kids... They were just like the perfect prime targets for any kind of virus coming through because we had just... I think... I was really lax on sugar and like we were eating like quicker meals, not like a ton of fresh food. I feel like in the winter, it's really hard to eat fresh food. You have Mm -hmm. to be really intentional about it. And then I left for Kentucky and like, Elisha probably got him a few more treats than usual. Oh, without a doubt. I (laughs) I feel so bad. Once Leon got his fever, I felt so guilty because I just felt like the number one cause of it and and the way I fed them when you were gone. But I felt the same way because when I came back, I was like, oh, I miss them. And so when Leon would be like, can I have this piece of gum? Or I found a gummy bear. You know, he finds, he just goes through drawers around this house and tries to find what junk he can. And I was just like, okay, sure. Like whatever. And I was totally doing what was easy in the moment. And it's like no surprise that our Mm. kids got sick. Wow. Combine that with like an airport visit, you know? Anyways. Yes. Yeah. So that kind of like spawned this whole episode though, actually. It it did because Katie and I, it's, it's inevitable that when your children get sick or you come upon an injury, your life becomes more challenging for you. And clearly Katie and I know that in the big picture, we live a very blessed life. And so this is a crisis in our life that 
maybe to somebody else it seems extremely minor and minute. But for us, this is a big deal. When our children get sick or I have an injury, it's a big deal to us. Yeah, it's never fun to anyone. It's never fun to anyone. And, and we've lived a very blessed life. So it's just kind of taking us out of our, it's catching us off guard. And as we have found ourselves kind of with our bearings not clearly aligned, we've realized we've had this coming and that there is just a clear cause and effect to to how you to your activities to your actions and to your habits and we thought of a couple quotes that that kind of spawned the this conversation and one was by zig ziglar and he says the harder you are on yourself the easier life is on you yeah the infinitely easier life will be on you (laughs) and i just think about that when it comes to those little decisions like giving your children sugar or giving yourself sugar or saying yes to your children when they ask for something that's not very healthy, it's just easier to say yes to your own desires in those moments or to your children's desires in their, those moments. You don't have to listen to your kids cry if you just say yes, and you kind of get that temporary, uh, I guess, satisfaction, that short-term instant gratification of seeing your child happy. But then later on, life's hard on you because of that. So you make the easy decision in the moment, and then life's hard on you down the road. Whereas vice versa, if you're hard on yourself or if you're hard on your kids, and that's, that sounds funny to say hard on yourself or hard on your kids, but it's really... It's true, though. It's true. It's, 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 it's making true. the right decision in the moment, which is usually the sometimes decision. the harder decision. So the harder you are on yourself, the easier life is on you down the road. And that's applicable to so many areas of life. This is such a like old comment, uh, old, not comment, old quote. And my dad, I like have such memories of him quoting this to us when I was like 10, 11, 12, 13. Like I say this quote to myself so many times a year and it's just like the harder you are in yourself, the infinitely easier life will be on you. We used to do these morning meetings. My dad's like a really motivational guy if you haven't met him. And we used to do these morning meetings where he would wake us up at six in the morning. It was like in the dead of winter. Sometimes it was five in the morning. It was just whatever time early zero dark or zero dark 30 yeah zero dark 30 is what we would call it it was just dark and it would be snowing outside we would just like stumble out of bed throw on our clothes run outside to the barn and my dad would run us through these exercises and have us shout these cheers like i'm alive i'm alert I feel great. And you'd like pump your arms while you do it. And then we go tearing off downstairs, like through the barn and up our hill, like in the dark, in the snow, snow's coming in your tennis shoes. And we do like these hill sprints anyways. And if any of us complained, daddy would be like, well, you're being hard on yourself now. Life's going to be easier. Like if you could do this, then your life will be easier. And I do honestly think it has impacted our mindset Yes, of what's hard and what's not. It, it, it just helps you get over some of those harder decisions in the moment. Because I like that this, somebody once said, you can make the hard, or it said you can do the easy thing or you can do the right thing in a moment. Mm-hmm. And it's not even contrasting easy to hard. Sometimes it's just the easy thing or the right thing to do in the moment. And another quote that I really like that's caused me to think about this is, is hard times create strong men. No, wait a second. You got to get this one right. Uh, this one's hard. You, and make sure you guys listen closely because it might not make sense, especially if I say it incorrectly. <laughs> it, says, it says, hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men. 
and weak men create hard times. Okay, say it one more time slower for okay. the people in the back. <laughs> okay, for you, you mean? For you? <laughs> okay, uh, no. You've said it to me enough uh, times. Hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men, and weak men create hard times. And I think about this with myself, and I think that we're living in good times. I would say that right now it's just a great time to be alive. And I think about how easy my life can be on myself when it comes to physical things. I'm physically very comfortable for most of most of my days and most of my life. But because of this quote, I oftentimes think about how I want to make sure I'm still hard on myself when it comes to disciplines, when it comes to waking up right when my alarm goes off, or maybe even doing some of those silly things that like, or seemingly silly things like what you were talking about, Katie, running up a, a snowy hill. Oh, it was not silly, Elisha Foberg. Yeah, it's a serious, <laughs> a serious business. It might seem trivial, but in reality, yes. you're building that character that, and building kind of a mindset that's going to be advantageous to you later on in your life. Yeah, it's like I can do things that are uncomfortable and painful, and I can feel awesome afterwards. It really builds confidence. And I just think of that quote in, in at least in America, like right now, we don't require, you mentioned discipline. Our lives honestly don't require that much discipline mm. like they used to in the past. The stakes used to be a lot higher. And maybe it's like this in like other countries that I haven't been to, but like survival, it, at least like in the middle class American population. I feel like I have so many disclaimers because all I know is my own life. No. All I know is I'm not out like plucking a chicken for lunch. I'm like my whole life doesn't revolve around my survival no. and like going out and getting my food and making my food and caring for my shelter and stuff like that. It's like I can get up and spend an hour on Instagram if I want to. And does anything bad happen? Not dramatically. Right. And definitely not immediately. Yeah, not immediately. Yeah. And like you said, if we had seen the direct effects of giving our kids, really weakening their immune systems yeah. and making them susceptible hosts, would we have made those decisions? No. If if it was like an immediate yeah. cause and effect. Yeah, if you but it's that, not. Yeah. Like we just, we can go through life making a lot of bad decisions and over time, our lives get really difficult. But we don't notice in the moment. It's mm -hmm. not like you die because you didn't do this, the survival tasks. Yeah. And I think that it's really common in at least the circles that we are in and the type of sermons we listen to, to hear a lot of sermons of pastors saying, Hey, you need to be, you need to have grace for yourself or don't beat yourself up. I think a lot of times this is talking to how you feel your position is with God. And positionally, we that never changes because of the work that Jesus Christ has done. His work was perfect. That can't be undone. That can't be messed with. But a lot of times we take that don't be too hard on yourself and carry that into some of these practical things of life that in reality, you should hold yourself accountable or you should have somebody hold you accountable when it comes to cause and effect. And the Proverbs in the Bible speaks to this so many times. I love Proverbs 10.4. It says, a slack hand causes poverty. But the hand of the diligent makes rich. That's a very practical, very straightforward cause and effect in a practical way. And it doesn't necessarily just reply, just reply. Oh my word! It doesn't just mean like with money. No, I don't think that these but are just you speaking be poor to in money. Relationship or rich in relationship. Yes. Poor in a life of meaning or. That's rich right. In a life well, I love meaning. this other proverb. Proverbs twelve eleven says, "Whoever works his land will have plenty of bread, but he who follows worthless pursuits lacks sense." 
And when it's talking about working his land, obviously you can speak, you can think very literally to having your fields and your land that you're working and you reap a harvest. But I think that as a parent, when you work your land or you work your field that you're trying to toil in, which might be your family, it might be mm-hmm. your health, it might be your business, you are able to reap the benefits of that in a very practical and tangible way. I think spiritually, too, when you mentioned faith and grace, I think we kind of live not kind of, we do live in a grace era, especially when you read the old Testament and like the ground opens up and like swallows people or like God had some like pretty intense punishments that he's withholding right now. Hmm. Like the whole earth isn't flooded. Whole cities aren't going up in flames. Yeah. Well, but I think that sometimes I know that I can just live into that grace and my life is actually harder because of it, Hmm. because this might sound kind of funny to apply this quote, but the harder I am on myself when it comes to the disciplines that are not like my, my faith isn't contingent on these things. But when I force myself to be in the word and be communing with the Lord and be praying and be seeking him out, it's not like my faith conting- faith is contingent on it. It's not like I'm going to get struck dead if I don't, you know, smear yeah. like blood I said, of the your, lamb your position like on doesn't my change. doorpost. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like practically though when i'm harder on myself in those areas of faith and i hold myself to a higher standard life is so much easier because i have the fruits of the spirit that mm-hmm. are so much easier to walk in when i'm like in tune with the lord and i know god through prayer he's just like right there when yeah. i need him and i can you know like oh it's true it's we, kind of funny but yes we talk about you know is it john 15 that's abiding in the vine and we talk about how now that we're in Christ, we want to abide in him. And we want to be that coming, that branch that's just abiding and bringing forth fruit from him. Uh, and it's easy to say, well, yeah, we want to do that on a daily basis. But there are very practical things that you can hold yourself yeah, accountable like instance, to do, getting in his word. It's harder to open up my Bible and have a focused even few minutes than it is to just jump on an app on my phone and scroll for a few minutes. Yes. Like it's a harder decision in the moment. Yeah. Even though it's not like, you know, super hard, it's still hard enough that it takes that extra thought and intention. And coming back to this quote, the harder you are on yourself, the infinitely easier life will be on you. I just think of that in every area of life. Like you mentioned with disciplining kids. It's like it takes effort and time in the moment. Mm -hmm. It's exhausting. It is way easier to just let them do their thing in the moment. Let them get away with a tantrum. Let them disobey because it's not that big of a deal. Yes, give them what they want. Yeah, give them what they want, which is what we've been doing. Yeah. Um, and then you pay pay for and it. And then you later. pay for it. You pay for it in the grocery store. You pay for it at church. You pay for it on the road trip. Yes. And you see these parents that invest in their kids and take the time to stop what they're doing and intentionally discipline and train, train and love on their kids. And then they're like so peaceful and well-behaved and joyful. And you're just like, how on earth do your kids do that? You know? And it's like they did what was harder in in the the moment. moment, And as a result, their life is easier. Yes. it's I see that so clearly with child training, Katie. Like you said, that's such a good example to use because we've got friends that we look to as being really like uh, inspirational role models when it comes to child training. And we see their children behave themselves and have joy and to be obedient in public situations, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe publicly in church or at a wedding, or we'll see them at at a party and they're just, they just obey their parents and they're joyful. Be seven years old and come up and be like, 
hi, what can I do to help? Yeah. And then you give them a task and then they come back after they do the task and you're like, is there anything else I could do to help? And you're like, are you, is this real life? Because if I were you, I'd be like off trying to play with my friends. (laughs) And on, in our experience and we're, we're, we really want to train up our children in the way that they should go. And we think children are a blessing, but we do think it's our role as parents and our responsibilities to make them the blessings that they are in a lot of ways. Like they come, they are inherently valuable because they're human beings created in the image of God, but it's our job to train them and to make them come across as blessings to the general public. Well, yeah, because I think your mom actually, Elisha, was the first person to tell tell me that. Is that right? We need to make children... A blessing, the blessing that they are created to be. And I was like, light bulb moment. And I think about this every Sunday. This is just truth right now, you know, because we've got these aspirations to be good parents. But I feel like every Sunday when we take our kids to church and try to sit still with them through the service, I realize how easy we've been on them and on ourselves throughout the week. Well, yeah, we go in and out. Some weeks are better than others. That's true. Some weeks are better. Some weeks we're harder on ourselves than others. Um, Okay, and then... And other ways like relationships, I think it can be so hard to forgive, to go outside our comfort zone, to have those conversations we don't want to have in a relationship. In a marital relationship, in sibling relationships, in relationships with parents, it doesn't matter. Like the harder we are on ourselves and like forcing us to Yes. Seek have reconciliation. Yeah. Yes. It's like it makes for such a more joyful life. Yes. And I guess I've seen this like really firsthand with my mom because when I was like, I don't know, 15 or 16 years old, my mom went through an experience where she was definitely wronged. Like she was in the right. She was majorly wronged. And there were a few people around her that were wronged in the same way. And quite a few of them got bitter. And you just saw them close themselves off cut off people in their life, stop having conversations. And my mom would come to the breakfast table with like a word from the Lord. And she would just be like, you guys, like, this is why I'm not going to get bitter in this situation. Because like the Lord says to forgive, he was wrong. She said, love those who hurt you, you know, do good to them that despitefully use you. Mm. And this was a, a pretty long situation. And as a 15 year old, I was watching this happen and I like was mad. I was bitter for my mom, (laughs) but it was like, I will never forget just like how she walked through that and forced herself to forgive Mm. and to move on and to not harbor bitterness. Mm. And as a result, she has mended those relationships, even though she had every right to cut certain people off from her life. And I just, she just has so much joy and she has no bitterness at all. And I like, I will never forget that. It's just made such an incredible mark in my mind. And I think it's so cool that that issue that happened five years ago could have defined the trajectory and the emotion that my mom still carried. Yes. But it didn't. Well, and also even in regards to those relationships, because I know a little bit about the situation yeah. you're talking about, those relationships are now fruitful. Yes. She can enjoy them. And I think yes. about, again, going to this quote, the harder you are on yourself, the easier life is on you. She made the hard decision up front, and now she's reaping the reward from that later on. Yes, her life is so much easier, and it had nothing to do with reconciliation from the other side. She just owned it At 100%. All. My mom just yeah. was like, I'm I'm straight up wronged and I'm straight up going to move on from this and not let it affect me. Yes. And it's just 
really, really cool to see the power of Christ. Honestly, it's supernatural. Yes. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, like it's just another situation that where I just feel like going so above and beyond in the moment and turning the other cheek right. actually makes your life easier and better and run. more full of joy. Yeah, that's right. I, you know, when you're talking about difficult conversations and having those hard conversations, I remember reading a business book, Katie, I think we might've read the same thing. And I think the author said that you can determine a businessman's future success by how many difficult conversations he's willing to have. Oh yeah, that's right. Isn't that's that good. interesting? And when I read that, I, I immediately thought of my father because my dad is, has really done well for himself in regards to, to business. And I think that you can attribute it to those hard conversations he's willing to have uh, right from the get. If something needs to be talked out, he talks about it in a very loving way. And it might, it would be the type of thing that I would put off for weeks, probably, or I'd like maybe try to write a note, or I would just have somebody else talk about it. But my dad's willing to have those challenging conversations in love right at the moment. And as a result, he's able to reap the reward of relational freedom later on down the road. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool that you're working so closely with your dad and you're able to observe yes, how he I'm does that. That's pretty cool. Yes. I think too, like just in regards to being a homemaker and stuff, like even like having a clean home, it takes effort for Elisha and I at the end of the evening to bathe our kids or clean our house. But like when we wake up in the morning, it's like, wow, life is good. It makes <laughs> where otherwise it's easy to wake up to a disheveled house and you instantly feel like Oh my word, I'm so behind. Yep. It like can the make you feel the depressed. Day is. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's a fact. And I think it comes down to just like budgeting, eating well, yes. working out, like literally any area of life. Yes. When you're harder on yourself, life is actually easier. Yes. With budgeting, what does Dave Ramsey say? What's his quote? It's like, what? do do today what other, or no, you know, save to L- live or, like no one. Oh, that's what now, it is. So you can like, Live, live like, like no one later. later. Oh, dang it. Yeah. Oh, man. Dave Ramsey's famous Google. enough. You you guys probably know what I'm trying to <laughs> yeah, say. Exactly. Some of you guys are like, oh, my word. We just bu- butchered if, that. If all the quotes they're saying are as accurate as this one, <laughs> they're all made up. <laughs> yeah, no, most of the quotes are not made up. No, they aren't. And if they are made up, then they're our own quotes. So it counts. By Elisha Votberg. Yeah, but Katie and I have really had a blast over the last day talking about this concept of kind of doubling down on some of these uh, disciplines in our life that we know we're the beneficiaries of. Mm-hmm. We don't we don't really owe it to anybody. No. But we just want it for our life. We kind of owe it to ourselves to do these things that we know are good to do and that we can reap the reward from. And I know that as as a guy, it's really easy for me to become and every personality is different, but I become apathetic and I'm so quick to find the excuses in my life as to why I'm not working as hard as I know I could be or why I'm not being as much of a as strong of a leader in my home as I should be or you know why I'm not having my Bible times or why I'm not being the husband that I should be. It's easy to find all the reasons why I, I'm not doing those things and really let myself off of the hook. And again, I'm contrasting to the, this to this mindset of, well, you got to have grace for yourself. You got to have grace for yourself. And I kind of challenge that and say, or I could just do what I know I need to do. You know, I could just get up earlier when I know I should get up and get in God's word. And I'm not doing this to prove it to anybody. I'm not doing it because Katie's demanding it of me. I'm doing it because I'm the beneficiary of those actions. And I really reap the reward myself. And I, I, I really do think that Katie and I were just listening to a book actually today. And he said this thing. He says, who we are becoming is far more important than what we are doing. 
However, what we are doing is shaping who we are becoming. And actually, it's a really good book. It's by Hal Elrod, and it's called The Miracle Morning. I recommended it before, so just yeah, check it's, that out. It's a great book, and, and I think it's so easy for me to isolate my activities as being just kind of a moment. These Isolate these incidences and say, well, that was just kind of a bad moment. I was short with my wife because I had a hard day at work, or I didn't sleep very well last night. When in reality, all those little things are beca- are helping, are shaping who I'm becoming. And I really need to take captive each one of those instances. And again, you're going to mess up. You're going to, that's a, it's a given that we're going to make mistakes. But I don't want to let myself off the hook over and over and over again. When I know that in Christ, he's set me free from sin. He's given me a new life. He's given me all things that pertain unto life and godliness. So I can walk in that. And I can walk as a new creation in Christ because that's literally what I am. And I love that, you know, just even in regards to daily disciplines and daily tasks, I love the practical, uh, another practical verse from Proverbs. And it's Proverbs 14, 23. And it says, In all labor there is profit, but idle chatter leads only to poverty. And I just love that in all labor. So whether I'm laboring as, a, you know, training my children or I'm laboring in my work or I'm laboring to work out or I'm laboring to clean my house or I'm laboring to wash my car or to save money, regardless of what you're laboring in, there is profit. And I think the profit can come in your character. It can come in your confidence. It can come in you having so much more great gratitude for what the Lord has given you. It's hard to know what the profit is, but there is profit in all labor. And I'm grateful for that. That's so cool. I love how practical the Bible is and how it really has literally every single thing we need to thrive in life. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, our faith. But the Lord has so many little practical things in there like this like idle chatter leadeth only to poverty. Like, hey, if you have like big talk and no action, your life's going to stink Yeah. in this area. Like, that's so cool how he gave us like every little piece to living just a really abundant, rich, fulfilling life here mm. on earth. And I love that. Yeah, me too. And so Katie and I are really inspired as, you know, we're recovering from our children's sickness. Hopefully I heal up from my back injury. Yeah, life's been hard on us. It has been hard on us. And and I'm grateful that the Lord's kind of given us this opportunity to wake up and to say, wait a second, we, there's cause and effect. There are practical ramifications to the practical actions we take every day. And we've got control over those. We've got so much control over these actions and we want to do what we, what's in our power to honor the Lord with our actions, to walk in wisdom, to walk in maturity, and ultimately to walk in this newness of life that he's called us to as as saints and as blood-bought children. Yeah, it's funny. I even think of our marriage and... You know, we've told you guys, we kind of like walked with you guys through this, but like November and October of 2019 were like tough months for us. And I think in the beginning, it was because we kind of just coasted through some seasons. And so life was hard. And then at that point, we're like, okay, we need to actually start working on our marriage again, like very aggressively. Every conversation kind of felt like work. Is is this going to go like you felt like you couldn't say anything or it was going to get taken the wrong way because it's just like we had no buffer in the bank account. Yeah. It's like there was no fat layer. Yeah. And it's so funny because like when someone says something like a joke when you have no fat layer. Yeah. And your relationship strikes a nerve right away. Strikes a nerve. It is like like nothing's that fun. Like you have to really work Mm -hmm. to have fun. And um but 
I think it's so cool because in January and February, Alexia and I were just talking about how rich our relationship has been and how much fun it has been. And I feel like neither of us take offense to stuff because there's just so much like I feel like we were really hard on ourselves and every single conversation was like hard it was work, and work yeah. and it would have been a lot easier to just be like, We aren't gonna talk about this. Yes. Like I just need space from you. Right. <laughs> like and sometimes that needs to happen. I'm not saying space is bad. Um but I, I feel like life's easier on us mm-hmm. in in our marriage right now. And it makes me want to continue to put in the work during this easier season. Yes. Because like you said with that whole uh strong men Make, <laughs> make good times or whatever. Yeah. yeah, strong men make good times. Like, I feel like we're really strong. We made good times, but good times make weak men. They, yeah, and if I, you're not intentional. If it, you aren't intentional. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so I don't want, like, a good time in our marriage to m- mean, like, we're just going to slack off on the date nights and slack off on the intentional conversations. Right. And then all of a sudden we're in a hard time again. Yeah, like, I don't right. want that negative cycle. That cycle. Yeah, it doesn't have to be that way. No, it doesn't. Yeah. But. Anyways. That's good. Katie, thank you for talking tonight. I learn so much from you every week when I hear Aww. how you're applying these concepts to your own life. It's it really is, fun. It is really fun the yeah. way that you write down what you're thinking. I write down what I'm thinking. And then we just kind of yeah. go for it. So I get to hear your thoughts for the first time when we're recording. And yeah. it's really fun. Aww. Well, I do love your thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> Folks, thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast. We, Katie and I enjoy it so much. It's just one one more time out of the week that we get to... And be with each other and we get to talk with each other and learn and and so we're grateful that we have you all to share it with and to mm-hmm. kind of keep us keep us going we really like it yeah and if this episode or like if any episode really stands out to you or you think oh that'd be fun to share if you guys would like take a screenshot of it and share it in your stories and tag us that'd be really fun we love to see when you guys are listening to a podcast and which episodes you guys are listening to see you next week bye-bye bye bye